It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Support for this podcast comes from the first one with DJ Khaled, a new podcast only available on Amazon Music. What's up, y'all? This is DJ Khaled, and this is the first one. I talk to the most iconic artists on the planet about songs that didn't change the game, but changed their life. We hear from all the A-list music stars like J Balvin, Nas, and Kelly Rowland, who tell their stories about their first hits that took them to being overlooked to being overbooked. Join me every Thursday, only on Amazon Music. Faster my crazy day. My pack commute. All those unread emails in my inbox. But I'm getting stronger, faster, and pushing myself further every day. I don't care if I'm not like everyone else. This punching bag is the best way to end my day. (laughs) Fearless is knowing yoga isn't your style. That's the power of the Blue Cross and Blue Shield Federal Employee Program. Learn more about our healthy benefits at fepblue.org slash getmore. Happy Thursday. This is the Locked on Bengals podcast. Switching it up right before I go away. Headed to South Carolina for the weekend. It's a bachelor party, man. So hopefully I survive and we get back on Monday okay. But uh, a lot to get to. We'll have a show on Monday. We're just skipping Friday. That's the only show we'll miss. And then we'll be back with NFL draft content for you. Subscribe iTunes, audioboom.com. On Twitter, at Locked on Bengals. Also at James Rapine. By the way, we're 21 days away from the draft. 21? Three weeks! Three weeks! So uh, three weeks until the Bengals maybe get good again. And uh, a a lot to discuss. Yesterday I went in great detail or talked in great detail about the draft, about what the Bengals could potentially do. So do me a favor. Check that out. Go back and listen to that if you missed it. Today you're going to hear from Bill Pullian. He was the former GM of the Indianapolis Colts took them to a Super Bowl, and uh, a lot of, of interesting stuff from Bill Polian. I, I will say this, and the Bengals haven't done a lot in free agency, and Dave Lapham last week, if you missed that, last Wednesday, Dave Lapham joined me, and he said that the formula could be, and I'm paraphrasing here, it is more a little bit of free agency and a little bit of draft. It's not all of free agency or all the draft, all of the draft, like on how you build your team. That's the formula of winning. And you look at the, the teams that have won recently, Atlanta, they weren't afraid to go get free agents, uh, and they didn't win, but they got close. New England, certainly not afraid to go out and, and make moves. Denver, not afraid to go out and make moves. So to me, the, the Bengals just building through the draft in their own, it, it's scary if you're a fan because you're, you're watching good players that are established in the league go away. And it puts more pressure on them to hit into the draft. Like, the Patriots, they don't need to get this draft right to be Super Bowl contenders next year. And I know that sounds super obvious, but it's true. And it's true because they, they've gotten better in all these different phases. And I've heard some national analysts talk about this, and I think it's really interesting. It's the, the new CBA went into effect. And the Bengals have had success since the new CBA went into effect. But there's less on-field time, less practice time, which means it takes longer for rookies Long, longer for young players to develop, naturally. I mean, if you're, let's say instead of a 40-hour work week, you're only working 25 on the field or in your office or at your desk. Are you going to be as fast typing? Are you going to be as fast of a typer? No, it's going to take you longer because you don't do it as much. So you look at the Bengals' way of 
developing young players and building through the draft, that slowly, and Bill Belichick's always ahead of the curve on this stuff, slowly going away. It's the other way now, a little bit. You need to get some established guys. And the Bengals didn't do that this offseason. And ultimately, even if they hit on the draft in 21 days, I think they're going to struggle some this year. Their schedule's easier, so that could help. You obviously have Andy Dalton, A.J. Green, Tyler Eifert. If if everybody stays healthy with the benefit of a, an easy schedule, sure, they can win nine games. Absolutely, sure they can. But are they Super Bowl contenders? The answer to that, regardless of what they do in three weeks, is no. And the reason it is is because they fail and fail and fail to make solid additions in free agency. And, and I don't mean minimum one-year minimum guys. I mean players that actually have an impact in big moments, in big games. Those are the guys. And I, th- I laid out two of them for you. I thought Marcus Wheaton would, been, would have been a good addition. I thought Jabal Sheard, pass rusher, who ended up in Indianapolis, would have been a good addition. And by the way, Indianapolis, book it right now. It's April 6th. Indianapolis will make the playoffs next year. They're beefing up their, the edge rushers. That They've added defense. They added uh, Kamar Aiken, who I like, is, is another target for Andrew Luck. They'll draft a running back. They'll draft offensive linemen. And Andrew Luck and the Colts will be one of those teams that get back to the playoffs. One, because Andrew Luck is great. And two, because the new GM seems to know that they need to get after the quarterback and add some money and spend some money on defense. So there's that. There's my hot take for that uh, of the day. But let's get, speaking of the Colts, let's get to former Colts GM Bill Polian. And he joined Mo Egger on Cincinnati's ESPN 1530 earlier this week. And Mo asked him if he's, if Bill was Duke Tobin or if Bill was Marvin Lewis, what needs to happen or what would he think needs to happen for the Bengals to get back to the playoffs? Well, it's really always the same. I mean, it doesn't change very much from year to year. The formula for winning is the same. It's quarterback, and that's in darn good hands uh, with two quarterbacks, really, who can play. Um, It's the ability to run the ball, and that uh, speaks to the offensive line. It's the ability to protect the passer. That speaks to the offensive line. Um, And ultimately, on defense, it's the ability to rush the passer and the ability to get off the field on third down. That speaks to both pass rush and to uh, secondary. And so, um, you know, as, as the Bengals continue on with a, uh, another hopefully playoff year and, and, and certainly perhaps some wins in the playoffs, um, they got to get the defense, I think, back to where it was and certainly do a better job of protecting the passer. All right, we got three more from Bill Polian, former Indianapolis Colts GM, won a Super Bowl. And uh, Bill, 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 I or well, Mo asked Bill. I, I'm, I'm used to asking the questions. Mo asked Bill about Adam Jones, how he would handle Adam Pac-Man Jones and his off-field behavior. Well, I, you know, the, he's got a long history of it, and, and to some degree he's a victim of that because there was a long period of time where he stayed out of trouble. And then I don't know that you'd necessarily um, call this trouble with a capital T. As Marvin said, when it was all said and done, uh, it was a lot of verbal stuff that you'd rather not have and probably a professional athlete, uh, you know, You'd rather not have him involved in it, but it's not uh, the worst thing in the world. So, 
um, you know, pending what the league decides. Uh, and they can they can take the past into consideration, although it's, in my view, it's the rather distant past. Um, I think it, it, it's. I don't want to say it's much ado about nothing, but but this is this is not a hanging offense, as in, in in my view. This entire interview on Mo Egger's blog, ESPN fifteen thirty dot com. A big thing that I've talked about on this podcast that you've heard all over Cincinnati media. If you're a Bengals fan, is AJ McCarron, and AJ McCarron is a guy to me, if the Bengals can get a second-round pick for him, you trade him. You trade him because this draft, a second-round pick is very valuable. You, need, you have needs at running back, wide receiver, offensive line, edge rusher. So prob- probably whoever you draft in the second round should be a starter. And if they get another second-round pick, you're trading A.J. McCarron for a starter. That's how I look at it. Whether it's offensive line help for your better quarterback and Andy Dalton, whether it's an extra running back that could come in. Let's say they traded. Right now, let's say the Bengals traded um, A.J. McCarron for Joe Mixon. I think a lot of you would do that. I think a lot of you would. Off the field aside, I think a lot of Bengals fans would be excited because of the potential Joe Mixon would have as a running back on the field football-wise. Mo asked Bill what the market is like for a player like A.J. McCarron. I don't know what the market is for him. Um only uh, Mike and, and Duke would know that. But um, bottom line, uh, I've always been of the opinion that Mar Levy taught me this a long time ago. Don't ever trade anybody who can help you win. And, <laughs> and, and McCarron can help you win, as he proved already. So it would have to be a blockbuster offer. Why would you help somebody else uh, and hurt yourself uh, unless you're sure that uh, someone can step into his shoes. Now, obviously, if you're an acquiring team, if you're a team without a quarterback, would you have? Would you rather have AJ McCarron or, or 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 these guys that are coming out in the draft? I'd much rather have AJ McCarron myself, but that's that's my opinion. Uh, there are plenty of others with different opinions, I'm sure. And you know what's interesting about Bill Polian? He's said multiple times that back in 2011, had the Colts drafted Andy Dalton, they were looking at Andy Dalton, and they considered drafting him. If they would have drafted them in 2000, or drafted Dalton in 2011, he thinks he'd still be in Indianapolis, still be the GM there. Clearly, Ryan Grigson was, was awful, who's, who's now fired. So Mo asked him if Andy Dalton had lived up to the hype that Bill and the rest of his Indianapolis co-workers thought that he would be if he's lived up to that hype that the expectation of being a quality starting quarterback in the NFL. Well, I think he, I think he's lived up to them. I think he's lived up to them. I think he's played well. Um he, he's 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 done everything you 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 want a, a starting quarterback to do. And in games uh, that they've lost in the playoffs, um certainly not his fault. You know, the vast majority were not his fault. Uh you know, the old story uh, quarterback gets too much uh, credit when you win and too much blame when you lose. And uh, certainly that's the case with Andy with respect to the playoff losses. But I, I think he's lived up to everything that everybody expected him to be, or at least we in Cincinnati expected him to be. And that entire interview is on Mo Egger's blog at ESPN1530.com. And that, I, I agree with that. I mean, I call Andy Dalton average Andy, but they spent the 35th, 36th pick on him, second round. Any team that needed a quarterback right now, if they could spend a second-round pick 
on net the next Andy Dalton, they would do it and then they would celebrate and jump for joy. But I also think that the Bengals and any team with a, a quarterback the caliber of Andy Dalton shouldn't stop looking to upgrade. This is the Locked On Bengals podcast. I'm James Erpine. Follow me on Twitter at James Erpine at Locked On Bengals. Like I said, tomorrow taking a day off. We'll be back at it Monday. As long as I survive this weekend, I, I expect to. I'm being very open and honest with you about what's happening this weekend. It's a bachelor party on the beach. So we'll, we'll see how it goes. And uh, I haven't been to South Carolina before, so that'll be interesting. Tweet me anything that I, I should know about South Carolina, if you can, at James Erpine. Um, I appreciate you guys for listening. Subscribe, iTunes, audioboom.com. We're going to have a ton of draft coverage three weeks away. From the NFL Draft, we'll have a ton of draft coverage for you starting Monday. I'm going to get the beat writer, Jim Osarski, Paul Daner Jr., Richard Skinner. I'll get Dave Lapham again before the draft. We will get, I promise you, you're going to, this is the number one podcast for Bengals draft content. Get here, subscribe, share it with your friends. Any Bengals fan you know, we're growing. And there's a reason why. It's because we're going to bring you something that, that you don't get anywhere else. Also, by the way, if you missed yesterday's show, I... I Talk about the draft for a good 15 minutes on what the Bengals could do. So so tune in for that. Go back and listen if you missed it. And until Monday, I'm James Erpine. This is the Locked on Bengals podcast. Did you watch the 2020 Reds with higher expectations than a first-round wildcard exit of epic proportions? Did you think that the Reds hitting would come around with the signings that they made last offseason. Are you wondering who is asking you all of these questions? Hi, my name is Jeff Carr, and I host the Locked On Reds podcast each and every day, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Throughout the offseason, I'm going to take a look at these Reds, how they fix what didn't work in 2020, and how they continue their success in 2021. But wait, there's more. I'll also have interesting interviews with players, writers, and everyone in between talking about the Cincinnati Reds. Come join me on the Locked On Reds podcast each and every day.